Today's episode is brought to you by Triumph Equine Kinesiology Tape. Accessible, affordable, and made for all sticky situations. It's my favorite equine kinesiology tape, and I bet it'll be yours too. Available at triumphtape.com, and we'll also link it in the show notes. I'm Judith, and this is the Starline Equine Bodywork Podcast. This is a podcast about all of the things that I've learned and continue to learn in my career with horses. For the better part of a decade, I've been a full-time equine bodywork practitioner, educator, and author. My obsession? How horses really work. And how to get the most from our relationship with them in training and in sport. My passion? Helping horse owners, body workers, and aspiring body workers get going, unpack the latest science, research, and experiences behind what we do with horses to support their potential and optimize their performance. I grew up in the hunter-jumper and equitation world, and it was always stressed to us that the hind end of the horse was the motor and we always needed to pay attention to what was going on behind us and moving the horse from behind, from behind, from behind. And as I thought about it, it never really sat right with me. What about the front end? If we can't get the front end to lift up, it actually physically can't get out of the way of the hind limbs. And this would show up, you know, when you're jumping and you land from a jump and you want to take that sort of big, first, powerful step away from the jump. Let's say you're in a combination that's really important. What happens if the horse is weak in through the thoracic sling and it can't actually rock its balance back while lifting its wither up? Well, you lose power, right? And so that's why I think the thoracic sling is such an important area of the horse to understand and such an important area of the horse to discuss. So what the thoracic sling does or the muscles that surround uh, the shoulder essentially and part of the thoracic region of the horse, and some people even argue some of the muscles in the neck are included in this, which I think is a very valid point. Uh, what it does is it actually translates the force from a horizontal plane from the hind legs, and it allows the horse to almost defy gravity and to pick up the wither. So it allows the horse to move forward against the force of gravity. Now, it's important to remember that horses do not have a set of collarbones. That's just not something they have. And it's important to remember that even the best bred and the most balanced horses carry 60% of their body weight in the front limbs. Now, from an evolutionary perspective, horses would wander around, they would be in multiple different postures a day, they, you know, they'd have their head down grazing, they'd be sort of walking and grazing, they'd be strolling, they'd be running, they'd be playing with their friends, they would have all of these different dynamic postures. But as we have domesticated horses and we stall them, they are in a static position for a lot longer during the day than they were sort of designed to do. And what happens is their stay apparatus in front becomes fatigued. And so they lean into the front end even more than you 
uh, expect in that 60%. And this can create a lot of dysfunction in that thoracic sling. Now, I could go through the muscles of the thoracic sling, but I think we're going to save that for the email list. So make sure you get on our email list so we can discuss those muscles in a little bit more detail. But understanding what, for the sake of time for the podcast, understanding what happens in the thoracic sling and how we can retrain the use of that area, I think is what we should be focusing on. So a weak or compromised thoracic sling can show up as a lot of different things. It can show up as imbalance. It can show up as poor posture. It can actually, in my bodywork practice, we see a lot of horses with a faulty use of the lumbosacral junction often have a lot of tension and misuse of the muscles in the thoracic sling and have very weak pectoral muscles, which I would include in that thoracic sling grouping of muscles. Now, I think that one of the things we can do, and we were all told to feed our horses from the ground, from the ground, from the ground, from the ground, but I don't see harm in varying the heights that we feed our horses at. Because in the wild, this would be the case, right? You have long grass, you have hedges, you have trees, things that they bite at and that they play at. So I think a little variation in feed height here and there, especially for horses that are stalled for long periods of time, this can actually help. And sometimes we see issues in the thoracic sling happening, obviously, from acute trauma. Sometimes that can't be avoided, but it certainly has to be dealt with or because we have put a huge amount of athletic demand on tissues that were perhaps not prepared for that athletic demand. So we need to be really cognizant of what demands we're putting on the tissues. If we have too much in the hind end and not enough in the front, um, it doesn't make sense to be kicking forward, kicking forward and trying to lift the frame. Essentially, all you're doing is driving the horse forward and downward into the ground. And it's not a correct long and low with the weather, with the withers lifted and the core engaged. And as I mentioned, it actually can disrupt the function of the lumbosacral junction. Now, uh, there are issues that can cause things in the thoracic sling uh, that have to do with congenital issues. These, you know, an example would be uh, equine congenital vertebral malformation. So it's important to rule that out with your veterinarian if you are having issues in through this area. And the other thing that's very important is correct tack fit. So your girth is going to be crossing a number of these muscles. Your saddle will be affecting a number of these muscles. And truthfully, your bridle and your bit fit is going to be affecting the posture of the horse dynamically under tack, which is ultimately going to affect its ability uh, to feel invited into the hand, into the bridle, and be able to lift up the wither and engage itself correctly. So proper tack fit is incredibly important. And being really cognizant, if your horse does have a weak uh, thoracic sling, not to try and increase the motor from behind right away. In fact, what we want to be doing is some work on the ground to overcome the dysfunction. So some examples of things that we can do to overcome dysfunction. The very first thing I like to do 
is to begin to challenge the horse's balance. So we did an earlier episode on the importance of balance training, and it it might be advantageous for you to go back and to listen to that. But one of the things you can do is when your horse is not on the cross ties, we never want to challenge balance when the horse is on the ties. We just want to be able to lightly press on its chest, allow it to feel without moving its legs, the sensation of rocking its body back and engaging the pectoral muscles. That's what you're looking for. The pectoral muscles on the front of the chest, you're just watching for them to slightly engage. And we're going to be doing this uh, over a period of time. We're going to be doing several reps of that just so the horse can feel that innate balance. Balance pads are also really great for this. Walking downhill sort of later in the process in order to ask the horse to engage all of those muscles. Um, we can do wither rock exercises where you're going to be moving the horse from left to right. And the other thing that's extremely important is the glide of the scapula. So if you have repetitive uh, strains sometimes, the connective tissue can sort of uh, create restrictions and you get less glide over the scapula. And there are a number of uh, nerve plexus that, that come through there that can become impinged when we have issues in the thoracic sling. So what we want to be doing, another exercise I like, um, is to stand at my horse's shoulder, facing the same direction as my horse. And I use a carrot or a treat to bait them to come down and go about 12 inches or a foot away laterally from their front hoof. And what you want to do is you want to be watching that they're not bending their knees because that would be a cheat. And on your the side that you're standing on, you'll actually see the entire scapula shift backwards. And what this does, is it allows the horse to be in control of the movement. So they're not moving through something that they're uncomfortable with, but it allows them to free up that area and to reintroduce movement into the shoulder and get that glide. So the thoracic sling, I think, has been highly uh, undernoticed and uh, under-maintained in a lot of horses, both performance horses and all domesticated horses. And I think it's high time we start to look at the front end and how it affects the back end of the horse. Equine kinesiology tape increases the efficiency of your horse's body so that together you can strive for your goals. In the working horse, tape supports joints with long-term soundness in mind. It addresses fascial issues, lymphatic and circulation issues, and assists muscles, tendons, and ligaments. It can also be used in injury rehabilitation programs for faster and safer recovery so that your horse can feel like himself again. Tape is an affordable and accessible tool that, with a little know-how, can revolutionize your training and rehabilitation programs. Stuck Up is a course designed to give you the confidence and skills to add kinesiology taping to your toolbox, whether you're a horse owner or a professional body worker. Join Stuck Up and train like a professional, think like a body worker. Enroll at StuckUpCourse.com.